Friday night is Faith Night when the Buckos play at PNC Park. Every Pirate fan within driving distance should show up for that one because 10 straight wins smacks of divine intervention. Seven runs off Kluber is an act of God. These are heady times for your Pittsburgh Pirates. But can they maintain the way they're playing? And I'm not talking about winning 10 more games in a row. I'm talking about consistency at the plate, on the mound, in the field, on the base pass, and with fundamentals. I'm talking focus, and I'm talking can the Pirates stay lucky? Because optimism has reared its head before. The Pirates were 26-17 and 17 back on May 17th. Sometimes the Pirates are great, and sometimes they stink. How do they break that pattern? This is the Mark Madden Show. The number to call to go one-on-one with the great one is 412-333-WXDX, or you can follow me on Twitter at MarkMaddenX. Christian Pulisic of Borussia Dortmund and USA Soccer joins me in 15 minutes. That's America's best soccer player, Christian Pulisic, at 315, right here on the Mark Madden Show. Some breaking news in the NFL. According to Adam Schefter of ESPN, Todd Gurley, the running back for the Los Angeles Rams, has signed a four-year extension worth $60 million. And $45 million of that is guaranteed. So a running back did change the marketplace for his position, but it wasn't Le'Veon Bell. It was Todd Gurley. Uh, The average annual value of that contract, $15 million per year. $15 million. Now, where have I heard that figure before? The offer the Steelers made Bell was actually longer and for more, but but Gurley's guarantee, 45 mil, that's overwhelming. Uh, The Gurley contract is good news for Bell because that validates what he wants. And now, at some point, Le'Veon Bell will get what he wants, just not in Pittsburgh and not right now. To repeat, Todd Gurley of the L.A. Rams, four years, $60 million, with $45 million of that guaranteed. He has changed the pay structure for running backs. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. By the way, if you think this deal means that Gurley's better than Bell, and that's why Gurley and not Bell set the market, well, given that $45 million guarantee, that would be tough to argue with. Turning back to baseball, last night was impressive by the Pirates. Uh, Josh Harrison went deep right away, a three-run shot, and things snowballed from there. The Indians dug their own grave by giving the Pirates five outs that inning, and the Pirates took full advantage. Trevor Williams, who is a yo-yo type of pitcher, which is so typical 
of the Pirates. Williams was in the ascendancy last night. Six shutout innings, just four hits allowed before the game got called due to rain. How do the Pirates sustain this level of play? And they got to do it with what they got. Any help acquired will be minimal. They are not getting Chris Archer or Cole Hamels or Jay Happ, none of the above. The players called the GM's bluff, and that's terrific, but that's exactly what it was, a bluff. With the Pirates, the difference in performance level from month to month, it's shocking. Let's look at some of the individuals. Dickerson, no home runs in June, six home runs in July. .603 OPS in June, 1.205 OPS in July. Starling Marte hit 194 in June. He's hitting 382 in July. His OPS in June was .568. In July, it's 1.114. Polanco has eight home runs in the last 30 days. He had nine home runs total before that. Where on earth does that disparity come from? Uh, So it's all about consistency. In 162 games, I still don't see a wild card. I still don't see 500. Maybe the Pirates can hang in there down the stretch. Now, there's a lot at stake here for the organization. And maybe the biggest issue is rebuilding trust with the fan base. Well, when I say rebuilding trust, I mean trying to fool them some more like the Pirates used to. Uh, The series with the Mets at PNC uh, that starts on Thursday, that's a litmus test. Because if Pirate fans are buying into this run with anything more than enthusiasm on social media, you should have 25 k at PNC Park for every game of that Mets series. 25 k at least. Or perhaps... Uh, the players have also called the fans bluff. 412-333-9939, the number to call. A very exciting show today. I'm overjoyed to have Christian Pulisic from the U.S. national team. Borussia Dortmund, he joins me in about 9 or 10 minutes. Pulisic's Borussia Dortmund team plays uh, Benfica at Heinz Field. Tomorrow night as part of the International Champions Cup quasi-tournament. I posted a bunch of highlights, uh, Pulisic highlights, on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. They have to be seen to be believed. Uh, I know this is uh, an exhibition tournament, but he's on fire. He's played two great games for Russia against uh, Man City and Liverpool, scoring twice, not three times, twice against Liverpool. I... Thought it was three because he got an assist on the third. Thanks a lot, buddy. And then at 4.30 stands Saverin, the godfather. And then at 5.15, the newest Penguins player centered Derek Grant. So it's quite a loaded show today here on 105.9 The X. Going back to the Pirates, one thing to remember is this. 
The last time the Pirates won 10 games in a row, it was 2004. And they lost 89 games that season. 162 games, that's a lot of games. Now, at this point, you probably want to lecture me. Why can't you just enjoy it, fat ass? Hey, how do you know I'm not? It's a nice run. Last night was electrifying. But ultimately, all that matters is where the Pirates end up. And I stand by my declaration that if the Pirates don't make the playoffs, the season is a failure. That's the minimum acceptable level of accomplishment. Uh, the Pirates are hitting 367 with runners in scoring position since the All-Star break. If the Pirates keep doing that, they will make the playoffs. Uh, a couple tweets already about the girly contract. See, fat ass? Told you Bell deserved it. No, no. Actually, what this tells me is that Gurley deserves it. Not Bell, Gurley, because Gurley got it. Will Bell get it? Uh, he might after this year. And he's playing for 14 point whatever mil with the Steelers, and that's not bad. And now I think that Gurley got what he got. I think it's inevitable that Bell's going to get proximate to what he wants. But I, I will say, Bell wrapped about 15 mil. I think he mentioned 17 mil at one point. For Bell to get 17 mil, his 2018 season would have to be otherworldly. Because if it's not, he won't get paid more than Gurley. He just will not. And for his season to be otherworldly, honestly, he needs to be at camp tomorrow and prepare for the season as if he really wants it to be otherworldly. Now, he's not going to do that. And I don't blame him because he's not an employee. But that's what he'll need to get what Gurley got and to get, certainly, he'll need to do that to get more than Gurley. Uh, in that vein, Julio Jones of the Atlanta Falcons, the receiver, the only guy who, for my money, is in a class with Antonio Brown, he's holding out with a valid contract because he wants his contract renegotiated. And now the old school jamokes are saying, you signed a deal. Show up to work. I disagree. I got no problem with Jones holding out. If the NFL can cut a player whenever it wants, that player should get to renegotiate if he outperforms his contract. All Julio Jones wants is the same type of leverage that the teams have over every NFL player. Up next... From Borussia Dortmund and the U.S. national soccer team, it's Christian Pulisic here on 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, what's up, brother? Hey, Double M. Oh, I love Sally Wiggum, but not as much as soccer. I think it's the best thing I've almost ever heard. The X at 105.9. My guest right now is America's number one soccer player and part of the Borussia Dortmund team that plays Benfica of Portugal tomorrow night at Heinz Field. From Hershey, PA, by way of the yellow wall, he is Christian Pulisic. Uh, Christian, thanks for joining me. Uh, what's it like to be in the States with Dortmund, and now your parents get to see this game at Heinz Field? And I'm sure a lot of your friends, too. That must be exciting. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's it's great to be here, you know, with my club team, you know, from Germany to be over here in the U.S. And, uh, yeah, especially to play in Pittsburgh. Going to have my parents there, you know, a lot of friends there and family. So I'm, I'm definitely super excited for this uh, whole experience. Now, you're from Hershey. Are you a Steelers fan or an Eagles fan? That, that That's the dividing line about Hershey and Harrisburg. <laughs> I wish I could say that I was either, but uh, my whole family grew up in New York, so I'm actually a Jets fan, but don't don't hate Oh my God! You suffered enough. Then we'll we'll skip over that that part of the the questioning. Uh, let's start with a difficult question, Christian. How hard was it to watch the World Cup after the U.S. didn't qualify? It it's got to be hard to quantify the disappointment. Yeah, of course. Uh, it was really tough uh, at first, you know. Uh, but that doesn't mean you know people ask me if I was going to watch it. Like, of course, you know, it was a great tournament. It was still exciting. Uh, but of course, I would have loved to have been there. And uh, yeah, it makes me want to be in the next. World Cup even more. What's it going to take to, to get the U.S. team to Qatar in, in 22? I know there's a lot of promising younger talent, including yourself. I, I guess that's where the hope lies, correct? Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, we do have a lot of young guys coming up to the systems, but it also, you know, takes some of our, you know, more experienced players to kind of guide, you know, these type of players through, you know, through this whole process. And it's just going to take a really hungry team in the end who's going to go through qualifying and, you know, give it everything and, uh, you know, be really hungry to go to that World Cup. Now, you're only 19. I know you've wanted all this your whole life, but what's it like now that it's here? Uh, Is it fun? Is there pressure? There's a lot of moving parts in your life right now. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot going on, but, you know, this was always my dream, and this is, you know, everything I've always wanted. So, you know, of course, there's there's pressures, you know, in all professional sports, but, you know, I try to have fun every day, and I still love the game, so I think that's what's most important. And, uh, yeah, if I continue to do that, then I don't, I don't see any problem. Now, you left home at 16 to play for Dortmund in Germany. How tough was that? Because at that point, you're never really a normal kid again. Yeah, it was the toughest decision I ever had to make was, uh, you know, making the jump to go over to Europe and, you know, leave my family behind. And, and you know, I'd have to sacrifice it all if I wanted to be, you know, a professional soccer player one day. And that's what I had to do, though. And I, and I realized that and I knew it was the right time. And um, in the end, I'm really happy I made that decision and I stuck with it because you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. Now, you speak German pretty fluently, I'm told. Uh, how much has that helped you blend in? Uh, not just with Dortmund's team, but with the community over there. That That's a pretty smart move, I think. Yeah, it helps a lot. You know, I wanted to learn the language, uh, you know, as soon as I could when I was over there. Uh, you know, I'm not perfect yet, but uh, I, you know, I love to learn. And it's it's so helpful just to understand, you know, what the other players are saying, what coaches are saying, and, you know, just, you know, going around, you know, the town and just being able to, to speak the language is, is really important, in my opinion. Now, what's it like playing for Dortmund? Uh, Bayern Munich has always been kind of the team in Germany, but Dortmund is always snapping at Bayern's heels. There's a great following. Uh, that's got to be a great club to be with. Yeah, it's great. I mean, the support over there has been unbelievable, and even to see the support you know, back in the U.S. for Dortmund now, it's growing even more, and it's uh, yeah, it's a great team, and uh, you know, with a lot of great history, and yeah, I'm really proud to, to play there. What do you have to do to, to catch up to Bayern? And, and what are those games like? I try to catch those games every time the teams play, and they're just awesome, very electric. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's great players on both teams always. You know, Bayern's been, you know, very dominant in Germany for, for many years. And, yeah, I mean, it's just going to – it always takes a really strong team effort. And, uh, yeah, you have to, you know, give it everything. And it's, uh, it's always great, you know, and a lot of fun, you know, most importantly playing against them. So we love playing in those big games. 
Now, I, I know you've not spent a ton of time in Pittsburgh, although your your mom and dad are living here right now with your dad, the assistant manager for the Riverhounds. But uh, I've been told Dortmund's kind of like Pittsburgh is with football. It, it's such a great soccer town. Is it? Is it that consuming? I I see the yellow wall. I love that. It's got to be nuts. Yeah, the, I mean the yellow wall over in Germany. You know, at our all our home games, the fans are just buzzing all the time, and it's it's incredible the support we have over here. You know, I'd love to see a, a Pittsburgh game one time, but I mean I've heard great things about their fans too. So there's probably definitely something that you can, you can uh, compare with those two. We're talking to Christian Pulisic of Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund plays Benfica tomorrow night at Heinz Field. Up. Uh, Christian, uh, you're very aggressive. You really attack. You you take on defenders. It looks like a really fun way to play. I'm curious, have any coaches ever tried to kind of rein you in at all, or have you just been allowed to play your way mostly? No, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's happened where, you know, coaches maybe sometimes where I need to play more simple, and I understand that, but it's just in always kind of my, my style of play is being, uh, is being very aggressive, very attacking, and I always – you know, want to create things and go straight to goal. So that's that's kind of been my playing style. So I'm not ever going to, you know, go away from that. So, uh, yeah, it's just how I've, how I've always been. Now, what do you think you need to work on most? What can most be polished in your game? Yeah, I think it's just uh, being clinical in, in the final third. And, you know, that final pass, that final shot is always the most important thing, in my opinion, it's just continuing to, you know, perfect that craft and, uh, yeah, just continue to get better so I can help my team even more in, in those, you know, final, you know, scoring situations. Now, I know these International Champions Cup games are preseason games, but uh, I saw both of Dortmund's games, and you're you're playing pretty well right off the hop here. Is that important to, to get off to a good start uh, uh, now and, and leading into the Bundesliga? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we take, you know, these games very seriously. We want to go and, you know, show what we can do and be 100% ready for the season. So, uh, you know, the way I see it, if, if I'm feeling good and playing well now, then I'm, I'm going to be feeling great, and hopefully the team will be feeling great, you know, starting into that Bundesliga season and the other cup competitions. Now, every day, if you Google the words transfer rumors, the name Christian Pulisic comes up, and we're talking tens of millions, maybe over $100 million someday. Now, you have X amount of control over that, but but what's, what's that like to be deal with, to, to, you know, hear those rumors and to know you're worth that much? Uh, it's something that I really don't pay attention to, if I'm being honest. Uh, all I can do is, you know, I'm under contract with Dortmund, and I focus on, on playing here. And, and uh, like I said before, I really focus right now on preseason and, and on having a great season. So, you know, I, those things, you know, figure themselves out. I, I focus right now um, with my football, so that's, that's really well. Well, in that vein, uh, this is just one guy's opinion, but it seems like Dortmund is a very good situation for you right now. It just seems an ideal fit, isn't it? Yeah, I would say, you know, things are going well here, and uh, I'm feeling really good at the club right now. So, yeah, I can't argue with that. Now, I read somewhere that you wear cleats a couple sizes too small for your feet, and, and that's very interesting. Uh, Paul Coffey, the former Pittsburgh Penguin, the all-time great hockey player, did that with his skates as well. What's the rationale with for you with wearing cleats that tight? It's just always, you know, worn small cleats. I haven't switched sizes in so long. Uh, it's just... I don't know, I guess it just gives me a better feeling uh, on the ball. And just, uh, yeah, I just want to, you know, have that really, you know, close-touch feeling. And, yeah, I'm not sure. That's just how I've always, I've always played. Now, I touched on this before, Christian, but you're, you're just 19 years old, which is so hard to believe. Do you feel 19? Do you feel like a normal kid? Uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes I forget, 
you know, that I'm still 19, I guess I could say that, you know, I feel older at times. But, uh, yeah, you know, I still try to enjoy my, you know, my youth and, uh, yeah, try to hold on to this, you know, teen years as long as I can. Well, Christian, listen, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, your mom and dad were on the show about a week ago. They're great people. And we will see you at the game tomorrow night. Have fun. Sounds good. Thank you so much. That's Christian Pulisic, Barisha Dortmund. They take on Benfica of Portugal tomorrow night at Heinz Field. Uh, Christian might wind up at Liverpool someday. He scored two goals against them on Sunday in Charlotte. That was nice of him. I was going to ask him about Liverpool, but boy, that that's like would have been really like stooping to the fanboy level. And you know what? If he ever goes to Liverpool, I don't think it'll be because I subtly recruited him on this show. I'll leave that up to Herr Klopp. 412-333-9939. Thanks to uh, the International Champions Cup and our buddy Peter Smith for setting up that interview. Great to talk to America's best soccer player. Good stuff from Christian Pulisic. Uh, we're going to keep talking about the Todd Gurley contract. Four years, $60 million, 45 mil guaranteed. He set the market for running backs, not Lev Bell, but Lev Bell will reap the benefit thereof. I wonder what Lev Bell has to say about that girly contract. I wonder if he's jealous or if he knows that that really opens things up for him to get a similar deal. Also, oh, wait, Bell did just tweet something. LOL, and people thought I was tripping. You know what, Lev? Until you get the deal, you are tripping. And maybe Todd Gurley's better than you. Maybe that's why he got it, and so far, you haven't. 412-333-9939, the number to call. At the top of the hour, we'll have the Steeler training camp preview, uh, which will be part real and part tongue-in-cheek. You know what I don't like about the current edition of the Steelers? I don't know if there's a big fat guy that's going to drop over of exhaustion during the run test. You know, the first day they do the run test, I forget how many times back and forth, up and down the field. Like Casey Hampton used to just, you know, fall over, splat. Hargrave, I think he moves better than Big Snack. I don't think he's been a concern. But, I mean, I think, you know, there should be a big... If they need me, I'll go up. No, I won't. 105.9 X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. I would want total and absolute autonomy. Hey, Mark. Great show. Are you part psychic? Well, I'm actually more neurotic than psychic. The X at 105.9. We have all sorts of breaking news today. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, Todd Gurley of the L.A. Rams got the deal that Lev Bell wants. Four years, $60 million with $45 million of it guaranteed. Bell going to get what Bell wants. Gurley and that deal, we'll see to that ultimately, but Bell won't get it now and he won't get it in Pittsburgh. Terrell Edmonds got his, though. The Steelers' first-round pick, the, the safety. Four years, $10.5 million with a $6 million Signing bonus. So, uh, excuse me, $10.8 million over four years with a $6 million signing bonus. So the Steelers' uh, first-round pick is signed and with only a day to spare before camp starts. Now, here's a couple kind of off-the-wall stories, but uh, I think they're worth discussing. 
First off, pit football. Tim Enright, better known as Ox, had been the head equipment manager for football since 1997 and with the program since 1987. Well, Enright has left pit football. No word on if he quit or got fired. Reading between the lines, I think he quit under pressure to do so. Uh, ever since Heather Like took over as athletic director, well, if you were at Pitt before she got there, your clock is ticking. Pitt is starting to run out of Pitt people. And Tim Enright Ox was a real connection to Pitt football alumni past, and a lot of them are outraged. Now, they'll get over it, but maybe they won't. Maybe they stop supporting, and Pitt football is a program that needs all the support it can get. Now, through back channels, I was told that Ox and Narduzzi had some big run-in in the aftermath of a party at Narduzzi's house. Narduzzi expected Ox to serve as his janitor and clean things up after the fact. And Ox told him to go get stuffed. If I were Ox and that's what happened, I'd have told the coach, I mean, this guy Narduzzi's a douchebag. How many times do we have to hear stories like this? He's just a douchebag. And guys like him come and go. Guys like Tim Enright came and stayed. And now he got pushed out, and uh, that is not good news for Pitt football or for Pitt athletics. Uh, now, this isn't sports-related, but uh, it, it's still worth talking about. Some host from NPR was in town, and he was in the paper because a restaurant on Mount Washington turned him away because he had his kids with him, or kid, whatever. Uh, that restaurant doesn't want young kids there, I assume, because they make too much noise and ruin the dining experience for adults. Uh, this NPR geek didn't name the restaurant, but I hope somebody tells me because I will eat at that restaurant ASAP and as often as possible. I hate going to an expensive restaurant and having my meal ruined by a bunch of noisy, snot-nosed brats. Some places should be just for adults. I applaud this restaurant, Bravo. Let me know where it is, and I'll be there as soon as my schedule permits. And this NPR guy, it's my experience. If you work for NPR, you're a self-important douche. And this guy, he's in the Post-Gazette. Well, you know, I don't want the publicity. I'm not going to name the restaurant. But then he talked enough to get, like, this huge article in the Post-Gazette. I don't want the publicity, but is your tape recorder on? Douchebag! 412-333-9939 is the number to call up. whole lot of stuff going on that's just silly. Ryan Lochte, the swimmer, gave himself an IV. Put the video on, I guess, Facebook, social media of some sort, got suspended for a year because the rules say you can't give an IV to yourself. It has to be administered by a doctor under the supervision of blah, blah, blah. What happened was they nailed him on a technicality. He didn't have anything 
illegal in the IV. The moral of that story is social media claims yet another victim. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I almost have too much material. That, that, that ox thing, I didn't know the guy. But that is so Pitt right now. Pitt's not about Pitt. Pitt's about Heather Like and all the people she's bringing in to replace the people who are really Pitt through and through. Now, that's not to say she doesn't have the right. She does. She's in charge. And this strikes me as more of a Narduzzi thing than a like thing. And as football coach, he has the right to pick his guys too. I don't like Narduzzi, but if he wants a different equipment manager, he is within the boundaries of his job to want that. It reminds me when the Penguins changed over from the Craig Patrick regime to Ray Shiro as general manager. They kept Steve Latin around for a bit. The equipment manager who had been there dating way back through the 91 to 92 Cup teams, but then Shiro wanted his own guy, and they brought in Dana Hines, and Dana's done a terrific job, but there's always going to be bad feelings when the new administrator gets rid of the old-time employee who's identified with the program as Tim Enright Ox was with football. A lot of pit people are mad. A lot of ex-players on Twitter, they're mad. And, and, you know, let me backtrack a little. I'm not sure who picks up the underwear is all that important. You know, I get it that, you know, he is there every day and he's working hard for the cause, blah, blah, blah. Again, this situation just has, I mean, you can see both sides. I'm just telling you who's mad and who isn't. And I'm telling you, if he was expected, the story I got told was Narduzzi had some kind of party. And a bunch of stuff from Pitt was out there, like Gatorade that he, you know, brought from Pitt. And then he wanted Ox to come out and clean up after it and take what was left back to Pitt. And that's not the equipment manager's job. He's not your your, your party cleanup guy. He's not your janitor. And uh, the person who told me this pretty much nails it with Pitt. And if he got it wrong, I would be very surprised. Um. Quick baseball note, we're going to get back to Bucko baseball and talk about that quite a bit. What a big win last night for the Pirates, and they play at Cleveland again tonight. That outfield trio of Dickerson, Martin, Polanco are going great guns, and that doesn't justify benching Meadows and then sending him down, but uh, I guess it sure, look, I mean, like, you can't criticize what's working, but Meadows was working. But, but you know, that's moot now because he's not here and they're doing terrific. Um, so we'll see how they do tonight. We'll see how many people show up to watch them at PNC when the Mets come to Don for a four-game series starting on Thursday. Uh, a quick baseball note. Tom Verducci is an excellent baseball writer. And he came up with an idea on how to limit the infield shift. Uh, by the way, the shift is one reason why home runs are up. Uh, left-handed power hitters can't go through the shift. 
So they go over the shift. Or try, anyway. Verducci's idea is this. Every infielder has to be positioned in the infield dirt. Because the way the shift is, you always got one infielder in short right field. And that takes away singles. So Verducci would limit the shift, but not eliminate it. Uh, That would help some, I think. Uh, Let's be honest. Guys just aren't going to hit the other way or lay down bunts. They should, but they won't. The old-timers always say, yeah, if they were complete hitters like like Shoeless Joe and Ty Cobb, they'd just slap the ball in the opposite field, or they'd bunt. Yeah, they're just not going to. And I read something about 12-year-old kids hitting off tees that teach launch angle. Launch angle at 12 years old. There are some who say baseball will fix itself, but what if it doesn't? Uh, America is a fast food culture right now with a lot of options. The casual fan in baseball matters a lot more than George Will and Keith Olbermann. Baseball doesn't just belong to certain people. Guys like George Will and Keith Olbermann, they act like baseball belongs to them, and they dictate what baseball is. But baseball was here before they were born, It'll be here after they're dead. Baseball belongs to, well, I used to think it belongs to everybody. Hey, maybe it does now belong to Will and Olbermann. 412-333-9939. A big concert in town tonight. We'll talk about that in just a moment. If you have any thoughts on Pitt dismissing the equipment guy, Ox, uh, I'd like to talk about that, uh, about the NPR host. Who who uh and he and he here's what he said. He tweeted, This restaurant decided they didn't want to serve my family, his kids, right? So I decided I would no longer give them my money. Oh boy, I bet they're out of business. What'll they do without your lousy 40, 50 bucks or whatever the frig? And then he went to some place, I guess the Bigham Tavern, which is good, and they put French fries on the salad, and he acted like a cure for diphtheria had been discovered. Self-important NPR douchebag. And I bet he doesn't make what I do. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Bubble M, huge fan, buddy. Your voice is like sweet nectar to my ears. Still of the night, still of the night, still of the night. VX at 105.9. Here's some uh, pirate stuff that really puts the season into perspective. If you break the pirate season down, In the hot streaks and cold streaks, check this out. Pirates were 26 and 17, as we know, back in May. After that, they went 14 and 31. And since then, they've gone 12 and 1. 26 and 17, then 14 and 31, then 12 and 1. That is inconsistency to a very heightened degree. No Quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. DJ Gallo does that sports pickle thing. He points out in the wake of the Todd Gurley deal, Todd Gurley had more rushing yards, receiving yards, rushing touchdowns, Receiving touchdowns, 
a better yards per carry and a better yards per reception than Le'Veon Bell last year. Gurley is also three years younger. In conclusion, Le'Veon Bell may have messed up. As in may have messed up not taking the deal that the Steelers put on the table this year. It was a year longer. It was worth 15 mil a year. Just didn't have the guaranteed money. But now that Gurley has set the market, Bell's very likely to get less. If he gets the same, he'll be lucky. Given the difference between the two, that DJ Gallo laid out. I know some of you people, Yinzers, and Lev Bell himself think he's the best running back in football. I don't think he's in the top five the way he played last year. And he isn't in a class with Gurley. Didn't have the season last year that Gurley did. Really not even close. The Eagles are tonight at PPG Paints Arena. It's going to be weird without the late Glenn Fry. But the songs are still the songs. And I have a lot of respect for Don Henley, Timothy B. Schmidt, and Joe Walsh. So I'm going and I am looking forward. Uh, Up next, 30 seconds away, it's my Steelers training camp preview. The players report tomorrow, and I won't be there. I won't be there the next day. Or the day after that, I won't be there at all. Now, when the regular season starts, I won't be going to the games. 105.9 X.